If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Brandon, thank you for being here today with me. I appreciate it. It's a wonderful invite. Thank you. I'm here with Brandon Howard, who was the former CEO, president of Wingers, that organization, right? Yes, Wingers USA. Yes. Wingers USA. And I serve on the board at Davis Tech with you. Yes. And wonderful. we're both new this year to that. It's a great experience. It has Love been great. Davis so Tech. and I so I'm excited to get to know you better. So that's why I wanted to invite you on and, and just to kind of learn a little bit more about you and find out what you're doing in the community. So first of all, let's talk about Wingers because I know you've had a career change, but tell me what you were doing there. So uh, a little over five years ago, I, I had left, I was with Snowbird prior to that as a food and beverage director up at Snowbird. And uh, I've spent 30 years in the hospitality industry. Um, got to the point where I really saw an opportunity with Wingers to kind of revamp them and rebrand them and, and grow them back into uh, a meaningful segment. And that's where we started going into the Wingers restaurant nail house. And so as you see, the Wingers continue to evolve um, Bountiful's a wingers and restaurant nail house, and eventually they'll all convert over to, to that model. Um, but through the process, I started out with menu change and ambience and service standards and steps to try to, you know, re reinvent the brand, I guess, from within. Well, the wingers in Kaysville was remodeled a couple of years ago. So was that your part of your rebranding? And yes. Um, you know, I've lived in Fruit Heights now, Kaysville, same, same community. We share the same love for each other. Um, for 22 years now. And so it was a restaurant that I had only gone to once or twice. The ambiance wasn't very great and, you know, it just wasn't living up to standards. And so we went in and, and did some light touches on the remodel piece. And then uh, this last year, uh, we realized that it was very hard for us to be running a corporate store in a smaller community. So we turned it over to an independent um, owner operator. Um, that's uh, trying to make a real run at it again and try to try to bring those service steps and standards into play that we'd hope to see happen there. I think that's great. It's great to believe in entrepreneurship and give people an opportunity to to live their dreams. Yeah. Tell me about Wingers and the relationship with Sticky Bird. Sticky Bird, mm -hmm. yeah. So Sticky Bird, um, it actually started a little over eight years ago. We have a gentleman in our community, um, the Haas family, that had lost a son to addiction. And um, they were uh, very influential in developing the whole Station Park area. And originally, uh, Red Barn Farms, which is located just north of Sticky Bird, was going to be a farm and keep the farm in Farmington, a sister community. And uh, when Rich lost his son, he decided he wanted to do something about it, and he created what's called a therapeutic community. And so Red Barn Farms, they operate Red Barn Movers, um, Sticky Bird, they've got a, a construction uh, piece, and they're starting to get into e-commerce a little bit. But basically, it teaches life skills to those that are trying, you know, living a life of recovery. 
Um, wonderful program, incredible program, open doors to the community to understand what it is. Uh, the gentlemen that are all working down there, because right now it is a male only uh, population. Um, they're just, they're incredible people that are just through hard work changing their lives. And so Sticky Bird came about a little over eight years ago. It was an idea to create a quick service restaurant around chicken. The last time Richard saw, you know, his son's truly happy. He was working at a competitor in Louisiana and, um, Anyway, he had decided that he wanted to open a chicken concept and literally two weeks after I had started with wingers, he got on the phone and called me up and said, Hey, I want to get this program going again. So I got a little bit of a conflict of interest. I said, I can't design and build a restaurant for you with a, you know, wingers within a four mile radius. He said, well, maybe we could do something together. And so that's where the bird was hatched, I guess, oh. as we could say it. And so I designed and built Sticky Bird to be a life skills a training facility for the students at Red Barn. And I'm happy to say that we're at about 95% of all the staff that's working at Sticky Bird are students at Red Barn and just thriving. I mean, the community's opened their hearts to it. The, the students is what we call them. Um, they are just fully engaged to providing impeccable customer service, as we see your Google for 4.8%, I think, on our Google reviews. Uh, most people that have been there are just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you can have this experience through drive through Plus the dining is spectacular. Um, but the people that haven't been there, everybody that walks in is just a, a lifelong customer from the beginning. Do the uh, students live on site? Is they, there housing there? There's housing. So the, the Red Barn students, uh, up until they, at year two, after they finish their two years, it's a non-paid, um, commitment that they make. Um, after two years, they can either exit the program. Most of them will stay on for a third year and continue going. And they do have student, all the students up until two years will live on campus. At a third year, um, they've got an option to live in graduate housing. In fact, the building that's right to the east of Sticky Bird that's going up right now in between the thrift shop that's mm -hmm. Red Barn Farms Thrift Shop, as well as, uh, and I have to give a shout out to the community, all those wonderful donations they get to the thrift shop are awesome. If you haven't been to the Red Barn Farms Thrift Shop that's right down there, it's great, but that's what they're constructing right now is graduate housing for these students and their families. Our general manager that's actually managing Sticky Bird for us, he was reunited with his family. He's got two young ones. They're actually living over in the apartments over there right now, and they'll transition um, to that next level of having their own place and then eventually with a goal that they'll go and buy their own home and that's, stay with That's really neat. I, I didn't even know that there was a thrift shop there. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely go over there and donate. We've hired Red Barn uh, Movers. Yes. And, and initially I was a little bit concerned, just a little bit, thinking that, okay, what, you know, what kind of people will these, will these people be? But they were so fantastic, so, so professional, um, wonderful to work with. Very good at communicating with us. They did a fantastic job. They were hard workers. And so good experiences. We've, we've hired them on several occasions. Well, that's good to hear. And, and I am so impressed with the program. It's great They've to be done able to an, teach life skills. Done an incredible job with that program. You know, and they, they call it, you know, to the students, it's called a band of brothers. And um, from the beginning, once you get in, there's a process that they go through and you go through the, the early stages. And then they, they really do become, it is called a therapeutic community for a reason they are they become an instant family and it's it works it's so much more than any other programs that are out there and it's the, impressive to see people that are highly successful do really incredible things with their wealth and their opportunities it's great Shout out to the Haas family that's really we're so lucky there's only about 16 therapeutic co uh, communities in the country 
And so it's, it's pretty amazing they have two in the state of Utah. We've got the Other Side Academy, which is down in Salt Lake City, and we've got Red Barn Farms, which is here. That's really neat. Yeah. Well, and what a pleasure for you to be able to be involved with that. It is. I do understand that you've had a career change. I did. Tell, yeah. tell me what you're doing now. So right after we were appointed to the DTC, which mm-hmm. is an incredible program, we can talk about that here in a minute, um, I was presented the opportunity to become the chief operating officer for a new company called Motors America. And Motors America uh, doesn't sound real, oh, Motors, no, it's Ducati, BMW, and Triumph Motorcycles. And it's, so it's a premium motorcycle brand that what our goal is and the growth model is to own and operate 40-plus dealership nationwide. And I'm happy to say that as quickly as this has started, we're actually up to seven dealerships. We just acquired uh, three in the Florida market, which is Daytona, Orlando, and Tampa. We've got Nashville. And then we have three in Portland with another one in development. And so as we continue to grow, we've got some other points we're working on right now, but we can't talk about those here. But the idea is, is that if people have been to a CarMax or bought anything from an auto source years ago, dealership consolidation was done in the, in the car industry where it became very economical. Um, it was very wise for these supercar uh, used car markets to come under one umbrella so that they can move inventory, they can leverage labor expenses, and nobody ever thought to do it in the in the power sports industry. There's some big players, Young Automotive Group, that's Young Power Sports, they're doing that within the ATV and the, and the off-road market, um, but where we're backed with BMW, Ducati, and Triumph, it's a little bit more of that premium experience. Um, and then the goal of this is, is that we've all come a little bit in our relationships from that Land Rover type mentality mm-hmm. where it's customer service. It's where we actually partner with our customers. Um, they become part of the family. In fact, their tagline, when people come through the door, we want to say welcome home, not hello. And so it's, it's incredible to be part of. Well, and it's a special market, isn't it? So you're catering to the special market and, and it is, and people are really loyal. To it this is market, I would think it is. There's, uh, you know, you got two different perceptions out there. There's guys that ride, for, you know, uh, for commuting, et cetera. And then you have people that ride for a passion. And that's kind of where we kind of fall into is that we have people from adventure bikes, you know, with the BMW market, uh, they've just entered into the, what's called a bagger market, which is kind of like a Harley Davidson, but it's a little bit higher, not as loud, a little smoother ride, different reliability. Um, then you've got Ducati. That's the premium Italian. It's like the Ferrari of motorcycles when it comes to, you know, fast and red. And then Triumph is that English brand that's just uh, tried and true and uh, has a lot of celebrity appeal to it as well with different people being involved in that side. So it's... Is your market then used? Used uh, bikes? No, it's all new? It's a mix. It's new and used in those dealerships, but it is. We try to stay within that premium, those three brands. So you said you're kind of like a a Carfax. uh, So... You take other dealerships under your umbrella. Is that kind of how it works? And then they're no longer independent. They're sort of Correct. affiliated with you. Okay. So the the big piece about this is, is that for years and years, people, you know, the motorcycle industry has done well. People want to go buy a motorcycle. They go to the dealership and then they, they buy it and they ride off. Mm-hmm. They take it in for service, you know. Um, but what's come of that is these... Um, 
it's really pulled communities together and uh club riding it, it becomes more of a lifestyle you know like people that like to hang, uh, hike and camp uh, that's the same kind of uh, mentality with people with bikes they want to go out and ride together they want to meet new people they want to see open roads and so what's happened in our industry is that that segment especially within premium bmw ducati triumph um those owner operators of these individual stores because the economy has gone the way it has for years not just recent um the it's most of them own their assets and their buildings they don't have a legacy they don't have a, a child that wants to take that business and run with it their kids have all grown up and done something else so now if you're 65 70 years old maybe even younger what do you want to do at the next level of your life your option is to try to sell your dealership or if you consolidate with us what happens is is that we really have a model that shows that we can double the profitability. We can increase the footprint. We bring in the cash flow that really makes the update the spaces. Um, but more than that, we actually having the support of the manufacturers, we've got a, a better pipeline of product coming to our organization than the independent, um, because at the end of the day, they have to put their resources out there to put those bikes on the floor. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. especially in this strange world economy. Totally. The market that we're dealing with so your your business model, I guess, is not just to sell bikes, but to create an experience. Absolutely. And and a lifestyle for people, to enhance their lifestyles, I guess. Yes. We, our, our tag is live the passion, take the ride. Oh, that's and great. Every single person in our C-suite or, you know, our, our, um, our leadership level, they all ride. They all get into it. It's, we don't just talk the talk. We actually, they actually get out there and spend time ride the bikes. So you're a writer, I would assume. I am. It's and one that, of your passions, I would guess. That's It is a passion of mine. And that's uh, that I've been writing since I was very young. Uh, and I got into it. And I, I've, had, I've been so blessed in my life. 30 years in hospitality, uh, executive chef for several people that are of influence in our state oh really? um, yeah I, i've i've been fortunate i was huntsman's personal chef for 13 years i would love that that would oh I that'd be one of my dreams i designed built and opened huntsman cancer institute for the huntsman family back in 2000 or 1999 actually um and then i've worked for the holdings up in sun valley i've worked for the cummings at snowbird and I uh, actually was the executive director and executive chef of Lakai and got their Ford Diamond Award back. So I had done a lot within my, my personal mm -hmm. professional development. And I got to the point where, you know, I'm blessed that I get to actually take my second passion, which is, you know, outdoors and riding. And now I get to take that into the next level of my career. What do you think's been the secret in your life that's allowed you to do things that you love? People. People. It's all about, you know, at the end of the day, um, I highly recommend any young listeners that are out there to read a book called Contagious. And Contagious is basically talks about um, social currency. Um, and it's really written more towards businesses and on, on what people talk about. It's not about the, the, the bottom lines of a company, but it's how people perceive them. And if you read this book, Contagious, you can really understand how you can use that in your own personal life, how you represent yourself, how you represent the community you're within. Um, that's really becomes who you are and what your, your personal brand value is. And so it's all about people. It's all about networking and, and being the best person you can be. And more than anything, that's, you know, how we live up here in our, in our little slice of heaven out here is that we take care of each other. As long as you live that simple philosophy, you can pretty much do anything you want with your life. Well, the relationships matter, don't they? I mean, it's who you know, it's how you behave and exactly. what they can expect and trust from you. Exactly. Which brings us to our next topic, the board serving on the board at Davis Tech. <clears throat> I what, mean, that's a huge honor. What an honor. 
Huge honor. Were you involved with the school prior to or? So I had done a few things here and there, um, what their culinary program, uh, pro start. I served on the board of directors for the Utah Restaurant Association. Um, I had been with Salt Lake Community College with their apprenticeship program back in the day. And we tried for a long time to break in and, and try to provide a little bit of mentoring and some guidance on the, on the culinary school that's up at DTC. Um, through that, uh, Davis Tech actually got very involved with Red Barn Farms. In fact, they they started teaching welding classes to the students out there. They uh, opened up some of their classrooms to teach some some other you know educational pieces that are just some life skills for the students there. And a conversation led into another. And when I was first approached and said, "Would you consider serving on our board?" I was like, "Sure," you know, thinking, "Okay, it's like restaurant association. We'll go and we'll talk about some stuff." Well, how amazing was it overnight to find out that get appointed by the governor, got to mm-hmm. get confirmed by the Senate. You know, our first meeting that we were able to attend together to hear the inner workings of that. But more importantly, what happened through this whole process, unbeknownst to, you know, a lot of people, my son that had been going to Weber State for over two years had decided, you know what, I think I want to go be a plumber. Really? And again, through connection, through relationships, I said, well, let me see if I can, you can go talk to somebody about that. And it didn't need to be special. It turned out that Darren and the whole group that's over there at DTC just opened their doors and said, hey, my son's name's Isaac, said, hey, bring him in, let's introduce him. And through within about a three-hour period of time, Isaac had made a decision. He went down and applied and got hired at Spears Plumbing here in Kaysville. Incredible company. Absolutely. You know, family-driven. He started there, I think it's been almost nine months ago, and he actually starts school tonight at the DTC in in the plumbing program. That's and he's fantastic. super excited about it. And about three weeks ago, I was able to attend the first pinning ceremony of the nurse program, the August nurse pinning. And I sat there and I was just taken back because I'm watching these young adults. And actually, there was some mature adults mm-hmm. that were graduating with a nursing degree. And watching my, I mean, I didn't do anything within the program, but to be witness of these people that are starting their lives and the young couples that were hugs and kisses and, and tears about completing this and getting ready to go on to the next level, whether if they're going to go on and get their RN or just, you know, start their work path. It was really amazing to be part of it. And so I'm blessed. It is, it is amazing. And as you're talking to me and I'm hearing you and your experiences, it seems like that really um, is one of your passions, watching people develop, watching people grow, watching things grow and being part of that process of just seeing people become who you know better versions of themselves that's that's all we could ever hope for it's it's really neat especially with your work with wingers but also with red barn door and that organization and i love the i love that people are willing to give people another chance you know we all need second chances absolutely we all need continual support and encouragement and it's just having that right person that believes in you that can make all the difference I couldn't agree more. I think that it's a, it's an incredible opportunity for anybody that's out there. Even, you know, I think too often in society, we tend to forget to have conversations. You know, um, that's where ill feelings come from. They don't, you know, the missed opportunities. Somebody's idea can even be better. I could use to compliment my director of culinary at Wingers all the time. I said, look, greatest compliment to anybody is to let somebody take something you've done and make it better. And the old days of command and conquer, knowledge is power, those died in the 90s. And right now, everybody's job is to go out there and help educate each other on what it is. And as societies will come back together and, and really forge and, and prosper from that. It's true. And it's really neat to see the collaboration. And like you said, the, the connections that you make that can help in, in ways that we don't expect. 
Absolutely. But but are such great blessings in our lives. It's it's fantastic. I love living in this well in Kaysville, but especially Davis County, because people are so relationship focused. And really I think in the state. Absolutely. Because it's where really wonderful things get done. I I'm great I'm so happy to hear that Davis Tech has reached out and provide programming and classes for the students and on the campus at Red Barn because that's impressive. It's it's really neat. It's great to be part of it. And like you said, back to the community piece, both Kaysville and you know, you know, we talk I've lived in the Fruit Heights area, but I consider it one. We share the same zip code. We we're, do. we're all, you know, friendly neighbors, right? And it's it, whenever we have windstorms or the fire was right across the street from my house when it came up in the orchard years ago, how the community just comes out and just supports each other is just amazing. And it, it's it's unique. I've been blessed being able to live all across this country at one point in time in my life. And for whatever reason, this our little Davis County and our, especially our Kaysville Fruit Heights community that's here, it's just, we just, everybody supports each other. Yeah, it is. It's really neat. And especially coming together in times of uh, trial. Exactly. And, uh, and stress. But it's just really nice to have great neighbors no matter what. And people like you who are just willing to jump on a podcast with me. So thank you for doing this. This was an incredible opportunity. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to get to know you better. And I look forward to continue getting to know you as we serve together on the board at Davis Tech. So thank Absolutely. you. Likewise. Thank you.